Chillax, a podcast where you listen to this, our boy talk about life, news, and anything interesting. So, welcome back to another episode of Chillax today. You know, uh, I think this podcast episode will be released after the anniversary podcast. So, probably we're gonna be, you know, talking about uh, more mundane things. We're gonna be like, like, it will be longer for sure because. I think, like what I mentioned previously, if you didn't listen to the to the anniversary podcast, is the new direction is that we will be just having a mixture of personal stuff and at the same time talking about more mundane things that happen, you know, in my life or or interesting things that I've I've just seen. Um, yeah. So basically, anything under the sun. The hope is that, uh, is I mean, at the end of the day, is it? I don't want it to be just like uh personal things alone because eventually i'll run out of personal problems right hence i'm gonna be adding in this kind of more uh day-to-day stuff like talking to a friend like that and hopefully through that listen to this like the the whole point is just like you know serve as a background noise or help you fall asleep because apparently a lot of my listeners listen to this when they try and fall asleep and I suppose that's pretty interesting, and hence we are kind of like I'm I'm trying to lean in to lean towards this if possible, and today we're going to be talking about treat yourself. I think I want to try and uh not talk about personal stuff today, like something that is very heavy. It's good to kind of lighten things up a little, but at the same time, I don't want to be covering news per se because in the previous like the first ten episodes, if you have uh scroll through the entire podcast library, you will realize that. Early on, I talk about news, not exactly the best because things kind of, it's outdated, right? I want things to be like, um, evergreen. Hence, talking about personal things, things that are common among us all, will be relevant. Hence, today's episode will be talking about treating yourself. I think, uh, this is something that I've been doing a lot more after I started work, uh, which has been about over a year plus already. And I, I realized, you know, uh, after, I mean, once I started work, I eat a lot during the weekends. I, every, every time I eat fast food, I kind of rationalize as like, I'm treating myself. And, and you know, last time I can just avoid eating fried food. But then now every weekend I would just eat fast food to kind of like, you know, I just take it as, ah, you know, you work so hard. But myself treat yourself, nothing wrong with that. Then I can slowly bit by bit every day every week kind of start to see some changes to my body i'm suddenly becoming fatter and fatter <laughs> and, and when i went back to reservice you can see all the all the 30 plus year old guys that have kids you can see oh they all have tummy already which is <laughs> pretty interesting because the only thing you can do is um you go to work you come back home then you sleep right then during the saturday sundays you burn really because you're hanging out with your kids then uh, most of the time I mean it's I mean you go out you kind of like shed some uh I, I don't know I don't think you shed weight by going out maybe you just go to a park but it's not that intense and a lot of times you also spend time eating with your family and I suppose you accumulate weight through this kind of activities you don't really have that much time to go for gym and yeah so that is quite interesting but I mean, right now I just do I just eat a lot. Whenever there's like, uh, when I have like news, when I have salary every like every month, I'll treat myself. I think it's pretty interesting because I I 
personally, I don't have anything I would spend on. I see like some of my friends, like there's this friend that likes Marvel superheroes, DC superhero stuff. Then he would spend like money on figurines. And personally, I also like Marvel and DC. I read the comics and I watch the shows and everything. But I can never bring myself to spend money to buy a toy figurine. It looks very cool. Like right now, I think nowadays the figurine looks so detailed, even though those that are very cheap and affordable ones. But roughly the low end costs about 30 to $40. And then at retail price is $50. But my friend can get it from Carousel for $30. And he, he bought so much, you know, he, every month he will buy a few. And because every new movie or TV series come out, they will have a figurine, right? They will have several figurines of the character. And then he has his own cabinet and he has so much of it in several cabinets. And, you know, there was one point I really thought about buying it when I see discount. Like, oh, $30 now is on discount. Maybe I should buy it. It looks very cool. But then I always kind of like stop myself because I'm just like damn frugal, right? If you have listened to the previous podcast, like, I, I, I can't bear to part with my money. And whenever I think about buying the figurine, right, I stare at it very long. I always check you know, those websites that sell figurine. Then I see, ah, discount. But, I still, I, but I'm still not buying it because it never makes sense to me. Like the, the, the joy, the purpose, or the reasoning behind buying a figurine. I buy the figurine. It looks cool. It's very exciting. Then when it arrives, I see it. Then I take it out of the box or I leave it in the box. I just put it on the shelves. Then what do I do with it? I stare at it. But after you stare at it for a while, I mean, as all of you know, I mean, when you buy like things that are on display, like art pieces, eventually the novelty wears off very quickly. And what kind of purpose does it even serve? You know, I just stare at it. Does it make me happy? No. Does it look cool? Kind of. Hence, it doesn't make sense at all for me to pay that kind of money to buy a figurine. At least if I, let's say, you, uh, I buy a Lego, that makes sense. Because even though at the end of the day, you are displaying it, but uh, it's a very therapeutic process to build your own Lego. That, the only, that is the only thing that I can rationalize when it comes to toys. But otherwise, figurines, any kind of collectible stuff, just doesn't make sense at all. Hence, I just never, never, you know, am able to fork out money to buy, buy it because it never makes sense. Hence, the default is always using those money to buy food, uh, treat myself to ramen, and, and buy Japanese snacks. Hence, usually the process is that um, every time I receive my paycheck, I'll take one day, like, maybe off, um, then I would go to eat ramen. Usually, I would go to, like, um, I have a usual place that I would go to. I think previously it was at United Square. Then it closed down because not many people go there now because I'm working already. Because the United Square ramen is slightly cheaper, it's about $14. But then because now I'm working, right, and the place closed down, I go to eat the more expensive one. And, and that's like the Suta. If you've never heard of it before, Suta is like, a, like one of the first, uh, or not one of the first, it's the first ramen store in Japan to actually receive a Michelin star. So they have a shoyu base ramen. And then their unique uh, selling point is that they have a truffle paste, a truffle oil, like, like they, they grind into a paste and they put it on top. So when you, when you eat the ramen and you drink the soup, you can smell truffles. That's a selling point. And that's not too bad because they have like two stores in town, right? So I would go there. So it amounts to about $19, which is, I guess it's fine. I mean, I don't eat it every day, 
I only eat it like once a month and it kind of is justified and I really like shoyu ramen a lot not really a fan of tonkotsu I mean tonkotsu is nice once in a while but I don't go, go out of my way to eat it because it's a bit too gelat really and then shoyu I think I, I, I just maybe it's a it's a childhood thing in, in the, when I was a child I like to drink soya sauce I don't know it's very umami there's a umami there's a very clear salty taste which I enjoy a lot and then you know it's either I go to Suta for the truffle ramen or I go to this uh, interesting ramen I don't think any not many people heard of it before but if you are interested in ramen you will have heard of I'm quite sure you have heard of it before it's called Konjiki Otogisu this ramen is also like I think the second one or one of the the, the subsequent waves of ramen chains in Japan that receive a Michelin star so the first one is Suta then the subsequent ones there's like several ones that got Michelin star so this is one of those that got a Michelin star and they open a rest- several restaurants in Singapore they actually open a lot like in Changi Airport and then like uh, at, at some other town areas and the one I always go to is at Chimes and the Chimes one is the first one that they open in Singapore and they have their unique specialty ramen that I think that was afford, uh, awarded the one Michelin star. And that is a very interesting ramen because usually you see pork base, shoyu, salted base, seafood, all these things. But this one is so unique in the sense where their base, right, is a clam base. So they use some sort of Japanese hamaguri clam thing. Essentially, okay, let me just read you the description. So is they are famous for their clam flavored broth with hamaguri clams and then I usually eat the shoyu base one so there's either the the shio base with the salt one or the shoyu one so I eat it with the hamaguri clams so yeah those are like damn chewy very thin kind which I like and then the seafood base is a very interesting combination because uh, the clams right provide this clean seafood sweetness to, to to the soup at the same time, it really melts very well with the with the shoyu, uh, where it gives, where it enhances the umami taste of the soup, and at the same time provide, uh, saltiness to this this uh clam base, and then the most important part is also the chashu. So apparently the chashu is sous vide. So sous vide is like they put it in a vacuum pack, I think, in this plastic, then they put it and then they kind of boil it or something. And this allows them to cook um, the meat evenly and to a very specific temperature. And the good thing is that even though it's not, it's, even though it's not grilled, right? For some reason, the chashu tastes so like have a very have a grilled taste to it, and then it has a very strong umami taste that is like, wow! You can't. I can. The only time I really tasted a very nice chashu that has a very, I I always like a uh, grilled. A chart taste in my in my chashu, and you know, uh, I think the only one that I found that has charge that have the good good taste is the the one at United Square. So they closed down. They only have one more store left, which is at I think in town in Orchard. But that is like damn far away. It's like Scott Square or something. So even though it's sous vide, right, it still has that chart taste, which is pretty interesting and very nice. And on top of the clam and shoyu, right, they also add some porcini oil. So this is something that I didn't realize. So they have this like, porcini is essentially like a mushroom oil, which is similar to truffle oil, but not exactly the truffle taste, but it's, it makes it very interesting. And then like, you, you, everything just goes so well together. Then I always drink the soup, it's like damn nice. 
Yeah, but as for the Suta one, right, I also written down a description. So let me just describe it to you. It's a full-bodied yet delicate taste, and uh, it's a it is their original dish, and they add a balsamic black truffle sauce, and it's made with a unique soy base created from a special blend of shoyu, uh, that includes like um the in-house blend from uh by the chef, and you also have a custom brewed shoyu from the Wakayama Prefecture and a curated white shoyu sauce. Interesting. I never heard before about white shoyu. <laughs> Everything can have white and black now. All these like chocolate, and all of these elements blend in elegantly with a signature dashi made from seafood and chicken, leaving a multi-layered experience for the palate. Sounds very mouth-watering. Just talking about this, just I don't know, my mouth watering already, man. Ah, but I ate it last week. I think after my after after my reservice, I just man, I need to treat myself. I haven't eaten ramen for quite, quite a long time, so I just Friday we ended early. I just ran straight down to town trying to to eat my ramen, and that was nice. And we reached there. I mean, I reached there about five o'clock. Then there wasn't much people. That's nice. Maybe I should go today. I'm not quite sure. Uh, anyway, the the the, the other thing right is is that there's one thing that I I I don't know personally. It's like a pet peeve of mine. And I normally don't have a lot of pet peeve, but this one is just annoying to me. Is that people who complain ramen is too salty or oily? Like then, like the question is, why are you eating ramen? Like why the heck are you eating ramen? Ramen is supposed to be salty and oily. Otherwise, how is it nice, right? Every ramen is bought in like their ingredients for so long. All the essence is like all the oils, all the salt is is, is extracted really. Then. Then you are being ridiculous by, I don't know, saying the ramen is too salty or oily. You might as well just go and drink your fish soup and and eat your bar chow mee or your fish fish ball noodle because that is light. That is like damn light, right? You're like, I mean, what kind of expectations is that, man? But but to be honest, the ramen thing, right? The reason is also also because like, it. I mean, you boil it for so long. At the same time, it's supposed to give you like body heat. So this is something that I learned from one of the. When I went to eat ramen, then the person tell me like, or oh, um, it's supposed for you to eat right. Then you will feel that that hearty feeling. Then you feel, then you kind of like because there's a lot of fat, right? Then your body kind of start heating up. It's it's to kind of keep you cold. No, 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 not keep you cold. Keep you hot. Keep you warm. Like during winter time, so people like eat tonkotsu ramen, especially tonkotsu. When you eat tonkotsu, you feel that heat in in inside your body, which is pretty interesting. Then when he said that, I kind of realized, hey, actually I feel like my body internally is like some sort of warmth. It's a different kind of warmth as compared to a vodka. When you drink vodka, there's a heat, right? But overall, this is a very like like a warmth that comes from like from a heart. But then vodka is like you are just drinking fire down your throat. <laughs> but anyway, that's a minor pet peeve. Whenever I go and research like ramen, like I will try to. You see a new ramen store. Then I check out, check out the the location, the picture, the Google review. Then I see the the review, right? Then I see what the fuck. It's always the one star, two star that complains like, oh, too salty, oh, too oily. Then, like, then buy. Why are you even eating it in the first place? Ah, it's annoying. Annoys me to no end. But that's that. But normally, right after I eat the ramen, then I will go for like a. I will go to Don Don Donkey to to get snack. So that's usually like the process. Like 
哇 ，it's a Japanese day kind of thing. Where I eat the ramen. After I eat the ramen, then I go to Don Don Donkey to to buy like snacks because I mean usually Don Don Donkey stuff, even though they say it's very cheap, like like in in Japan, right? But in Singapore, it's also not so cheap. But as compared to other Japanese stores, slightly cheaper. Uh, then I would I mean I would do it when I have sell when I receive my salary, right? So I can like you know treat myself, pay a bit more for things interesting Japanese food. Hence, I always just go there. Then, you know, there are a couple of things I always buy. Um, the few things is like the curry sambe, which is a curry rice cracker. You know, like the, the the wang wang rice cracker. So this one is like a curry version, which I don't know. For some reason, I just like anything that is curry. But it's quite sad. Like in Singapore, there's not, there's not many curry flavored snacks. I mean, you see the ones that are curry flavor are the expensive expensive ones we have the Irvin's salted egg that one they have fish curry but that one is like a bit I don't know man like a bit too expensive really $8 plus then they only have a version that is in the fish skin fish skin is fine but to me I feel that fish skin is a bit too too hard and too crunchy for me like I don't I'm okay with crunchy but I prefer it like on on a potato chip form that is easier to buy and 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 the Irvin's one is like just I don't know fish skin is just a bit too too much of a mouthful for me <laughs> then uh I, I, there's another one that is curry flavor which is the one that that um oh you might hear the thunder roaring I think it's raining again in the morning it was so it was so hot man then now it's raining what the heck but anyway speaking about this like the another curry snack is the what what what, what is it again it's the it's the brand that sells the chicken rice uh, chips and the laksa, laksa chips and they also sell the, the fish head curry chips as well so that one is not too bad it's pretty like um, it's pretty strong pretty concentrated it tastes salty and it tastes spicy I think the worst one right is the old chunky one what a disappointment man is I see old chunky like really touting it promoting it like oh you know you buy buy their, their fried stuff then you get a chips for free or something or for like one dollar fifty. Then I tried it, you know. And it tastes nothing like curry. It's just chips with a little dash of seasoning. And it doesn't smell or taste like curry at all. I don't know what was the seasoning, but it tasted atrocious. Nowhere near like curry. And I was like, who the heck approved this man? Like you are so famous for your curry puff that has so much curry in it. Then your chips is like tastes nothing like curry disappointing but at this point i'm just complaining uh so besides the gar the curry rice cracker that i'll buy right i will also buy the strong zero uh like the the, the can alcohol so strong zero is like one of those that's alcohol drinks that are very popular in japan and what it's popular for is because um the drink is quite tasty and the price is quite affordable in Japan, but Singapore is slightly, it's definitely more expensive. Not slightly more expensive, it's way more expensive. But the liquor content is very high. It's about 9% in the can, like a glass of wine, but more than, more than a glass of wine. But like, because they have different flavors, that makes it like, I think they put a lot of sugar in it. So when you drink it, right, you don't taste the bitterness that much and you can drink it a lot. But at the same time, right, because it's 9%, it's very deceptive. And people generally drink like two cans, three cans, then they then they're gone really and that that makes it very interesting because there's a lot of stories where people they say this is like the the gaijin killer <laughs> well 
because it's so deceptive. You keep drinking it, then after a moment, you just pass out. But definitely, it's quite deceptive. Like there are like grape flavored, or uh, lemon flavored, peach. A lot of very interesting flavors like pineapple, mango, passion fruit. I think grapefruit. Yep. And and the reason why I buy it is even though it's kind of expensive, like beer is about three dollars plus, right? But this one is about six to seven dollars. Most of the time, it's six fifty to seven. Yep. I haven't six dollars is when it's on discount. But the the reason I drink it is because it's nine percent and it gets high enough for me right where it makes me feel like relaxed and i can feel that that level of highness because i feel that um i don't know man i feel that the the the, the what uh, in, in university right we i drink i think my friends and i drank a bit too much really we keep going like in the first few years we keep going out to drink then we drink so much beer then eventually my tolerance just reach a certain, certain level where drinking beer just doesn't give me that buzz that bars that that is very enjoyable and then when i first tried the strong zero it was like wow but it hit me immediately like hey oh this this one can is enough to give me that bars really it's not too bad man but i see the price geez like i can't afford it like every day it's, it's too expensive if we were in japan and there's no like there's no crazy alcohol tax i would have drank it like every week or so but that's that. I mean, can't help it. So I I only buy it when, when like I'm when I have my salary in. Then I will just treat myself a little. Now then they're always on promotion. They will sell two cans for like twelve dollars or eleven dollars. Yep. And and that's the that's the drink that I will buy. But aside from that, I will also buy like coffee. And before I got my coffee machine, I will always buy their like canned coffee. Yeah, canned coffee is like pretty convenient and it's pretty like nice easy to drink uh i'll buy those like not non-sweetened one which is nice i mean if i'm in japan i would buy that every day and i don't know i think it's quite interesting like one of my lecturers right where we were studying like they, they talk remember me talk about marketing stuff and and she made an interesting observation she said that you know, despite our country has such a strong uh coffee culture because you know your hawker center got this people always order kopi all right but then it's quite strange that um it doesn't uh there's no bottled drinks bottled coffee is not sold well at all whereas is the bottled teas that are the more dominant ones and the more popular ones and that is quite interesting when she when she said that then i was like oh that's true right but then if you think about it right the reasoning could be because there's there's like ready access to coffee shops and then you can always just buy your coffee your kopi for like one dollar plus one fifty or something and i don't think kopi reach one fifty unless you buy ice you buy the normal hot one it's about a dollar twenty right hence with this readily accessible kind of coffee shops everywhere there's no reason to buy a bottled drinks but then this reasoning also doesn't make sense because if you use this reasoning then you can make the same reasoning as if you can buy taping anywhere then why is the bottled tea so popular so then, then it doesn't make sense really, right? Perhaps you can further argue that say like uh tea can exist in different kind of flavors. Maybe that's why it's so popular. But then coffee can't exist in different uh different flavors, right? I don't know, most of the coffees you see from Japan or every anywhere, it's always like milk coffee, coffee, black, so on and so forth. They don't have like strawberry coffee. It doesn't make sense. I mean of course, uh 
Starbucks have all these kind of flavored coffee, so and so, but um, flavored coffee is not the norm. And maybe that makes sense. Maybe that's the reason. But it's pretty interesting when she said that. Yeah. So that's that's for coffee. And then uh, besides the curry rice cracker, I also buy those snacks. So this is a snack, right, that was introduced by my friend. My friend, um, the father is like a head, head stewardess. And when he went to Japan, he bought back like, like this bag of like Japanese snacks. And he and my friend kind of passed me one of those snacks. So it's this like big bag. There's little small packet of assorted, um, I don't know. It's an assortment of like ikan bilis, a very flat thin kind of prawn cracker. Then they have this fried peanut cracker. Then they also have the very, I think I'm quite sure some of you might have seen this before. It's a, it's like a, what, what was it? It's like seaweed chicken. But it's not seaweed chicken because, I mean, it's a snack, right? It's not like meat. But it's a, it's a shoyu rice cracker that is brown in color. Then it's wrapped around a seaweed, like a piece of seaweed. Yeah, so I'm, I suppose if you are familiar with it, I'm quite sure some of you might be familiar with it. And, and that is like damn nice because it's like a small packet. It's not, it, you don't overeat. And at the same time, you get to experience different textures, different flavor because you have that prawn cracker, you have peanut cracker, you have shoyu rice cracker, you have ikan bilis, you have peanuts, and all these things like, you know, makes it a joy to eat, I suppose. Very nice to eat. Then usually I'll just down one, one bag. Then if I like feel a bit like uh, peckish or I, I want to eat more, then I'll just get one more. But this is pretty nice. And I suppose the price is relatively affordable. Um, it's about four dollars for six packs, if I'm not wrong. Six more packs, which is about fifty cents. Wait, four? Hey, jeez, I don't know how to <laughs> calculate. It's eighty cents, slightly expensive, but it's fine. It's Japanese stuff. Then usually that's the price, right? But it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Yeah. So that's that's the the ones that I'll buy. And recently, like last Friday, when I went for the when I went to have my ramen, I don't know for some. For some reason, it hit me. Like, I don't know what, why it hit me. Like, the idea was that um, I just decided to, to be more adventurous because I realized I always eat my ramen, eat the same ramen. Then I would go don 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 to always buy the same thing. Curry sambe, coffee, alcohol, those small packets of assorted like, like crackers. But then I never tried any, anything new. But there are so many interesting stuff, right? Hence, I decided to like, ah, fuck it. Don't buy the same stuff. And just nice, right? When I go in, all the ones that I usually buy, right? The the Kaui Senbei. It's not available. Yeah, fuck. I wasted my trip here. Like, they always have it, one. Because they, they are one of the largest stores. I went to the city hall, the Suntech city one. Then I was like, ah, oh, shit. But then I kind of like rationalize. Then say, why not try other things? You might find other more interesting things. Hence, I just went ahead and, and try different stuff. And what I bought was like, uh, so the first thing I bought was uh, the alcohol. At first, I wanted to buy another type of alcohol, like Strong Zero, but I, know, I told myself, try other things. Then the, the first alcohol that I bought is this blue-colored bottle that looks very nice. Like Their labeling has this sakura flower, and it's a sake. And the sake is damn nice. Even though it's 5% and it's 20 bucks, and it only, it only has like 750 ml, I don't get drunk from it. I don't feel any buzz. But it tastes like a very a sweet fruity alcohol drink and it's five percent it does i mean i suppose it will give me some buzz if i keep drinking it as compared to a three percent 
like kind of jolly shandy like kind of drink so this was not too bad it tasted very nice it doesn't taste bitter at all which is surprisingly deceptive considering that it's 5% usually you expect some uh, bitterness right then the second thing that I bought was um when I went when I went there to that day right I wanted to buy like cup noodles I wanted to try cup noodles I was ready to shell out money I was looking for the for their traditional Nissin kind of cup noodles that is only sold in Japan but they weren't selling it I don't think anybody was buying it that's why they stopped selling it but they have more interesting ones and all those interesting ones they sell is the like the interesting ones have the have like some stores like it's like it's adapted from such and such store is a instant cup noodle replica of that actual noodle and i bought these two ramen so one is a shoyu thing i absolutely like shoyu there's a shoyu small bowl of ramen that costs 250 which is nice it's on discount usually it's it, it it's it's freaking extortion man like their cup noodle is three dollar four dollar that kind which doesn't make sense i mean considering cup noodle is only one dollar plus in singapore I, I think it's because of the the shipping costs when you ship things that are like bulky and cup noodles are pretty are pretty bulky um hence costs are high i guess i don't know then i bought another one that is curry flavored i mean since i really like curry a lot i bought this curry udon cup noodle which is i haven't tried out yet so i'm just gonna put it there for now and when i am hungry that i eat it I don't want to be in a position because I realize I do this quite often in the past where whenever I want to try whenever I, I have craving for instance I'll just buy it then I'll eat it immediately then when I, when I eat it immediately then I want to buy it again I want to stock up but then it, it ends up like not healthy because I keep on eating it because it is there hence I kind of take a step back like oh no I'm not so young anymore I should kind of control my salt intake to control like I shouldn't eat too much instant noodle hence whenever i buy even though i want to eat it i just leave it there until i bopian i don't want to go out eat i feel very tired then i eat then i eat it that's the that's the rule i give myself then the next one that i bought was was this uh uh this this rice cracker so yes it is this giant bag of single packet rice cracker and this rice cracker right they have different flavor they have a, a prawn salted prawn flavor shoyu flavor and a sour plum flavor and all of these are pretty nice I, I think the sour plum flavor was surprisingly tasty i mean i was a bit taken aback because i realized some japanese snacks have have sour plum flavor which doesn't make much sense and i always thought the sour plum flavor is like it's sweet but it's not you know it, it's like a it's like not it's a sour kind of sour salty kind of flavor to it which makes it damn nice man i feel that sour like acid is what makes uh gives an additional dimension to anything that is salty so there's this uh pretty popular ramen that i think from japan that came to singapore and i think they off they opened a store in in funan which is called uh afuri ramen where they have a yuzu a yuzu you ramen and yuzu is like a uh kind of a citrus fruit thing where the citrus the citrus fruit kind of give a additional sourness to the soup like tom yum like that you know tom yum is damn nice right salty and sour uh, and it makes it so nice so the sour plum was definitely a eye-opener for sure 
and then the prawn and the shoyu one is pretty normal, typical. And then besides the rice cracker, I also bought the the uh it's a very interesting thing. Like it was on discount. Let me just take a look at it. It's is so by the brand is Glico and it has a very strange name. It's called B I B T E, which is bite or bit. Essentially, I thought this was like a uh, what was it like like a Korean choco pie but it is it is matcha flavored choco pie but then when I when I tried the first one right it was a biscuit it was like a it's like a, it's like a chocolate covered biscuit and that and that is pretty interesting because it has a chocolate uh, cover and then it has a matcha biscuit center and in between the biscuit it has a matcha cream which makes it very very nice but it's very expensive, uh. like two boxes, I think about six, seven dollars really. Then each box, right, is has like six, six packet, and uh, the boxes are pretty nice, immaculate. Yes, this green shiny sheen on it, which makes it very attractive. That's why I bought it in the first place, and the discount just kind of like pushed me through. <laughs> but it's 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 nice, like it's worth it. But I don't want to eat too much because it's expensive. <laughs> but so that's that. That's all the ones that I bought, and I will finish it. I'm gonna take it slowly. <laughs> don't want to overeat. And yeah, that's all the things, the new things I that I bought to try out. And I'm not quite sure about you. Um, I mean, the Don Donkey seems to be very popular now. Opening stores, left, right, center. I just wish it was cheaper, man. Like if it's slightly cheaper, I think I don't know. It was. It will, more people will buy it but it doesn't matter right? because a lot of people are buying it already it kind of hits the right price point where if you are working right you should be able to afford it and it's not overly expensive to the extent where like it's prohibitive and it, and it discourages you to buy it and and because uh, I think they have economies of scale I mean they are they are like a chain store in Japan right so they can buy things for cheap yeah anyway I really enjoy it uh. I think Deep down, I also have this uh, un, I don't know, what what was the term again? Unfinished business. Uh, essentially, like there's this void because we were supposed, I was supposed to go, uh, Japan on my graduate trip, then fucking COVID hit, then we had to cancel every single, uh, Airbnb flights. And previously, you know, I I was like, you really book everything already. Then I was so excited for it because. I was like four or five months before that I started <laughs> watching all these videos I think I said it before in one of the few episodes I keep watching all these Japanese videos then I started creating a checklist on what I want to buy where I want to visit I started bookmarking every single uh, information about Japan and then fuck COVID hit then all of these bookmarks sits there then every day I open my bookmark it reminds me of how how sad the situation is it's like i don't care about my graduation i don't have to go for my graduation but the fact that i can't go for my japan trip the long-awaited japan trip is is painful uh. then i think maybe deep down i try and compensate for that by <laughs> by going to eat don don donkey uh no, by going don donkey to buy snacks to eat and then going to eat ramen but ramen is already a thing beforehand really i have like this this kind of habit to eat it and normally i'll just go alone and eat eat alone. I don't know. Maybe it's quite comforting to just go in there and eat. And 
at one point, I, I think I, I just kind of overcame the fact. I mean, it's like step by step. Right? Normally, people don't eat alone. But I mean, some people do. But overall, I think I started from eating alone at, at, at coffee shop. Then slowly, slowly, I, I mean, I have cravings, right? Then I just don't care really at one point. Then I just started going to eat at a restaurant, like a ramen restaurant alone. And it's pretty normal because they always have single seaters, uh, uh, countertop seaters. Hence, it was pretty accommodating. And I don't think it's embarrassing. But when I think the only thing that I wouldn't do, right? Uh, the place that I wouldn't go and eat alone is, is uh, those high fine dining. Like those very expensive like uh, food where you have to pay like $100, $300, that kind, to eat a steak. <laughs> that one is a bit weird. Uh. Like, I don't know. The amount of social, uh, I don't know expectations that you only go there with your family or you go there with your couple with your partner like going there alone feels weird but i have a friend that does that like just go there and eat to treat himself which is <laughs> pretty daring of him but certainly i can't get over that hump that expectation but that's that uh anyway i hope all of you have enjoyed this episode um it's not the usual but i hope you enjoy it if you enjoyed it uh i think do do give a review if you haven't reviewed the the podcast on apple podcast or spotify please give me five star possible uh if possible uh, and you know to incentivize or motivate or encourage people to listen to this podcast share with your friends and at the same time if you feel that uh i don't know if you want to support uh this podcast you can always go uh to the podcast description um it's either in the episode description or in the actual podcast description the general podcast description where i there was there's a patreon link where you can actually support the podcast uh through a monthly subscription then you get an additional episode per month for free and that's pretty nice if you have like i mean it kind of makes sense if you have been listening for quite some time and you want to have more episodes to listen to to fall asleep to or to work to work and listen to this is definitely a good deal because I want to give you something, right? And and all this money that you supported, like that, that that you kind of give to me, will be used to, uh, channel it to creating a video podcast to bring in more people to kind of provide more content to you as well. Yeah. So that's that. Uh, I will see you all next time.